Boom, episode 88 of the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Go Loud. It's me, Terry Flower. It's me, C.O.B. And this week we're joined by... Willie Woy. Willie T. Woy. How are you, Willie pal? Willie T. Woy. Two fat ladies. Yeah, 88. Are you, allowed, are you allowed to say two fat ladies? You can say yeah, what you want, will I? I'll say whatever you want. Two women that are overweight, 88. <laughs> <laughs> that was PC bingo, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I care what you're saying, like. Uh, things is good, yeah, everything's all right. The weather's great, isn't it? Yeah, you look mm. late and grey. Just off the building, so yeah. <laughs> got changed down the lane there yeah. about 10 minutes ago. We That's did it. could go the wrong way getting changed in the lane, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like when, when, when did we have you on the podcast? December last year, the ninth. How'd you know that? Because I looked at it today. Yeah, it was the anniversary, the one year anniversary that episode. Yeah, yeah. So, what yeah. did we do on December the ninth? Started that in November. <laughs> I don't know because. Uh, oh, we missed two weeks. We missed so two weeks we over COVID, on episode yeah. 52, did we? Yeah, yeah. Right, that makes more sense. Yeah, the first guest will add, they get the hat-trick of appearances. I wish we had a football to give them or something like that. Yeah. Look we'll talk to Back home to the mall. Look at that ball. Yeah. I scored a hat-trick today. <laughs> Put yeah. that in the piece. I usually get asked to leave places. <laughs> 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 I don't get asked to come back anyway. <laughs> will you come back next week, will it? Please don't come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, don't come back at all. <laughs> right, we'll have, we're going to jump into Zingers, yeah? Do you know what? I actually remember the last one, like, you were the one saying, get rid of Zingers, lads. He's had a bleeding rinse and now too much. Think, yeah, look, it should be would you or wouldn't you? Yeah, but like, it's an, I know it's, look, the Zingers are great when you have Zingers. Mm. When you're bleeding, s- scraping yeah. the Zinger bleeding battle, like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, you just, you, you have to sway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Look at people have Zingers and they have Zingers that you haven't used before, but I mean, nine times out of ten, it shows you, but we don't that, we don't yeah, that, we don't that, we don't that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's, I think it should be would you or wouldn't you? Right. Which is a lot easier because there's loads of would you or wouldn't you, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Have you got one there? Um, we had to do last week's one, so you think about that will we go through last week's one. Right. Okay. Right. Last week's one I thought was a good one. Would you rather be the student or the teacher, will I? Oh. Is that a good one, isn't it? It's a bit deep, that will I? I'd rather be the student. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, definitely. I don't think teachers know everything in any way. I think they're. I think we're all students, still, even if you're a teacher. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very, very hard. It's very hard to open a closed mind, isn't it? I think once you're teachable, do you know what I mean? Once you don't think you know everything, we're all we're all students in our own rights. Even professors are students. They're always learning, aren't they? Yeah. Well, lads, you think you can teach comedy? Yeah, I'd say I could. I think you can teach anything that you know something about. But the sh- like in general, though, is it something that can be t- taught to somebody? I don't think it can. No, it can. I mean, if you've if you've got a if you've got a funny story and you are shown a way how to tell that story, yeah. and put pieces into that story that'll set up a punchline. To make comedy is just making people laugh. Like, like it's, mm. and if you can tell a story and set up a punchline and drop the punchline and people laugh, like yeah. realistically, you're a comedian. And you think anybody can do that? I'm not saying anybody, yeah. but I would say 95% of people could could be could do stand-up comedy. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I don't know if it's something that you teach them or something that you just have. Like, your ability to go on a stage and handle a crowd, I think, that's what you need to teach them. 
Because then that, that that's that's a craft. Like that's that's comes over time. Mm. Like you can teach someone how to drive a car, but you can't teach them how to do a bleeding handbrake turn into a parallel parking spot. But over time, if you practice that with cones, not with the neighbours' cars, <laughs> around, that you get into trouble. It can be it's so, it, that's a craft that that can be taught from driving. Do you know what I'm saying, Like Right. So yeah, controlling a room and um. And, 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 and knowing how to kind of read a room and what way a room is going is a completely mm. different thing. And that's, you don't just learn that in, in, in three or four months or over a year. Like, it's over time, like, you know? Mm. Yeah. Right. What was the results, sir? Uh, 61% would rather be the student, 39% would rather be the teacher. That's close enough. That is close. Yeah. Have you got a zinger for this week? No, but there's some of them sheets there that I'm going to rub one of them. Is that? Yeah, a good one there. Because I don't have one either. <coughs> yeah. I do have one. I need to go looking for it. You do that one for now. Right. Somebody sent me one and I need to have a look. Would you rather, ha- Would you rather have epoxy pillow and a nice <laughs> bed or a nice pillow and a epoxy bed? Oh. Say that again, say that again. Would you rather have a nice pillow and a epoxy bed or a poxy pillow and a nice bed. Oh, my anxiety, because I love both. <laughs> See, but that's a would you rather. That's a would you, mm. wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think maybe, watch that mic there. Get that mic up by eyebrow. Floppy mic syndrome. What story is that? <laughs> <laughs> that just uh, sums up your character there. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, that's a fuck, that's, I swear my man's life, that's the best thing that I've heard since you started this. That was Kenny did that show out Because you ever got a bad bed. Look, I remember the beds we used to sleep in years ago in the flats, boys, and the springs would be sticking in your back and all. These were bad jokes, yeah? But a bad pillow, boys. I think I'd rather have the bad bed than a good pillow. So come in and ask you a question. Are you one or a two pillow person? Two. Two. I used to be two until I went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, look, you're gone again. You're flopping on me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cause you, and you know what, this is the God's honest truth, right? I remember being in custody one time, there was no pillows in the cell, right? It was good God, right? And I used a bleeding duffel. You have these duffels when you're on remand, right? Oh, yeah, you could nearly whistle for these things, they were landing and they run up after you, right? So it's a proper duffel coat, no, a brown, yeah. boxy duffel coat. Right? So I no pillow, but I used to use two pillows, so I had nothing to use for the pillow. So I used the duffel coat, like. And then when... Eventually, I got pillows. <laughs> I couldn't use two pillows anymore because I was so used to the duffel coat being so low that I then made the switch to one pillow. So, come here. See, when Linda makes the bed, does she put two on two? Or yeah, does she go two on whole side, one on whole, no, whole side? No, always two on two, but I don't use two. I put one pillow behind the pillow standing up straight and I use the one pillow in the in the thing. And as well as that, when, when, when we're uh, making the bed, I try to use the pillow that I use to lie down on, not the one that goes with the duvet, do you know what I mean? So the plain coloured pillow, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we be bleeding, drooling and everything yeah. sleep, do you know what I mean? So we use the plain pillow to lie me head on and the dress pillow stays at the back so it still looks fresh when you're making the bed. Oh, that's a good one. Belt at that, I swear <laughs> to God. Get it now, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still looking for this singer because this is a good singer. Um, but that singer is unreal, genuinely. So what are you picking? Um, I'm picking a poxy bed and a good pillow. Because you ever get a good bed and the pillow is shy and your neck does being bits over it. 
Yeah, and yeah. you know what? I I'd, think I'd, yeah, I'd probably have to go. And you know what I get it? Do you ever go to a hotel? Hotel beds are always great, but the pillows are always shy. Yeah. Some pillow somehow I don't think the Maldron has a pillow menu, has it? <laughs> no. You just get a pillow like Yeah, you just get a room. It's not even a bed in the Maldron rooms. <laughs> it's great for the session. I stayed in a hotel down in Cork once. It's called uh I'm gonna name it, it's called the Hayfield Manor. And it's a five star family run hotel, right? And they do the best. If you're into porridge, right? And then Goldilocks will go over bank counters for this porridge, right? It's the best porridge you'll ever eat in your life. Sat down there with Des Bishop when we were doing the tour room years ago. With Dave, a pillow menu. Yeah, I said in the hotel before. A, what? a pillow menu, yeah. You yeah, get, we're get not messing there. No. no. A pillow menu. We sat in the hotel before and yeah, it had a. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have the, p- uh, the pillow with. Uh, Pepperoni. Yeah, medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> I sat in the hotel before and had the thing beside it and it, it showed you where to order the beds. They said, they get uh, asked so much, they just left the link to where to get the bed. Oh, Wherever God. you order the mattresses from, yeah? Mad. Beds and ho- hotels had to be hardcore because there's some shit going down on there. Ah, come here, you're only going to a hotel for one thing and one thing only. 100% that. up on the saddle only. Yeah. You and Des Bishop knocking their heads off. Yeah, I'm going to go with the, the bad bed, yeah, because pillow, yeah. you can wake up and go, oh, I was a poxy sleeper. Where a bad pillow, you can end up in, in a heap, like well, an A&A, like, you know what I mean? see people in the airport bringing the pillows from the gaps yeah. the holidays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a bad pillow could wreck a week away in the sun. My board has a special pillow and sometimes she'd be like, you have my pillow. I'm like, a pillow's a fucking pillow. But it's not though. She's on the ball. She's yeah. on the ball with a good pillow. Just the convenience of, of, of the inconvenience I suppose of bringing a pillow just doesn't appeal to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just kind of, it's a gamble, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you have to make the one. Some, do you ever make, oh, there is nothing more something you got a bad pillow and you're folding it and yeah. you're putting her open. There's two pillows and you're trying to mess around. But I have like a, I do the two pillows, yeah, but one of them is kind of puffy and one of them's soft. And then do you go by what order you put them in? Like what goes on top, what goes on the bottom? Yeah. Do you do that as yeah, well? Yeah. Yeah. My butt does the opposite to what I do. See, so we don't have that inconvenience. We just have the one pillow, so I know where I'm going for every night. Yeah, but you know when <laughs> like bang. So you know when you're putting the pillowcases on, they're making the bed. So I'd put the top pillowcase on a certain pillow, and then she put it on the opposite one. Oh. So the pillows would be like. What way do you make the deal, mate? Do you if you're putting? Do you like? Put it inside out. Inside yeah. out, and then yeah. grab, grab corners the corners and pull it through. Yeah. And it's a bleeding effort, boy. Yeah. Standing on the bed, jumping, shaking. Rather put the bins out six nights a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I always say that to her. Yeah. I do anything else you want. I'm not making that bed. <laughs> no, I do. Now sometimes I just do it. Randomly. You're too small, Willa. Sometimes I'll just strip the bed and she'll make the bed. Yeah, so like, that's handy, yeah. He's a tiny little thing. Imagine him that's with the huge edge. I'm one of them yokes on the side of the bed. Now that you don't fall out, you pour on the face. <laughs> Is that why you put the pillow against the headboard and your pillow there so your feet can stick out the end of the bed? That's why you snore. Oh, oh I want to hear this, fella. My missus calls me Snore of the Explorer. Like. <laughs> I'm like the B&I pulling out of the dock on New Year's Eve. I actually woke up one night and she turned around and said to me, I'm going to stab you in the face. <laughs> and you know when you look at someone and you actually get frightened because you know that she means what she's actually saying? Like, And then and then I showed the night like I'm getting boots and kicks and then I'm stopping and then I'm real conscious of it when I woke up and then I'd be like, <laughs> and then I'm just gone again. Like, so I'm, ah, she 
She recorded me. We went down to Westport a few weeks ago. Oh, we were in Airbnb in Westport, right? And it was that bad, right? That lucky enough, the Airbnb had an upstairs and there was a spoiled staircase. And I had to get out of the bed and go in there. <laughs> and when I went in and went upstairs into the spoiled staircase, she recorded me from the bedroom. And you could still hear me from the bedroom upstairs. That's how bad it is. Oh, I'm bad as well, will I? Yeah, I'm very, very bad. And I can't stand people who snore. Yeah. Isn't that mad? You're best if you're going out with a board to ask, get a board that snores as well. Why? Because it just works out better, doesn't it? Does Linda snore? No, she doesn't know. So why didn't you do that? Did it practice what you preach, yeah. will I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, like, I'm just giving Terrence a bit of a <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I didn't do it, because maybe I was more attracted to Linda than I snored in the way she snored. Oh, right, right. Well, that makes yeah. more sense, yeah. She made him wait a while. That's what it was. And he fell in love her and then and realised bollocks. <laughs> she doesn't snore. snore. Yeah, bollocks. that's what I meant to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. And, and, and you know what? It's over. The last few years, it's gradually got worse. Uh, when I met Linda, I was kind of a lot fitter and a lot lighter. So it wasn't that bad. But as the years went by and I got comfortable and started eating cake, it got a little bit worse. Yeah. So it is, it's worse. Happens. And we it's never... a horrible thing. I wouldn't be able to do yeah. it. I'd, I think if Linda slept, to, yeah, I'd have to be down. I remember a few years ago, we were on the J1. <clears throat> Anyone's ever been on the J1, you know, you sleep, there's about 10 years in the room. And I'll never forget it. I went on a night out and I say there was about 12 or 13 of us. And I was on one side of the room and this fellow was on the other side and he was snoring. And I remember being in my sleep and throwing things at him because I couldn't reach him to kick him. And he woke up the next morning, his nose was pouring in blood. And he goes, oh, that's about to get a nosebleed. And there was about 17 pairs of runners all around. It was like Foot Locker. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what the? Yeah. What happened to you there, pal? Yeah, me, me there, took him back over, him picking an Air Max out of his nostril. <laughs> when I lived in London, I lived in a place called Alberton, which is right beside Wembley. And I lived with a, a, a fella, you know, just renting a room off him, like. But on the weekends, I used to go down to my ma, because my ma lived in Hackney. But his missus used to come over on the weekend. So one weekend, I went down to my ma's. There was no mobile phones at the time, lads. And my ma had no house phone. So I just assumed that my ma knew it was going, it was going in, off. So yeah. I went down to, all the way to Hackney, which is about an hour and a half. On a tube, got there. <clears throat> Excuse me, my ma wasn't there, like. So I had to go back. But when I got to the gaff, his board was there. And he says, me, listen, I'm just putting your wood. He says, uh, when you go to bed tonight, he says, lock your door, right? And I was like, why is she, does she rob stuff or something? <laughs> and he goes, no. He says, she has a... She has sticky fingers. No, here, she lives night tremors, right? So what she does is she wakes up during the late night and wrecks the gaff, right? Go, <laughs> I swear to God, have a look at this, right? Oh, he says, mate, seriously. <laughs> and uh, he goes, no, no, I'm being quite honest. <laughs> he says to him, she must be good in the blade and scratch her if you're bringing her over. <laughs> She's wrecking her cap every weekend. Says, now, this fellow was the manager in Ikea in, 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 in London, right? In Brent Cross. I'm not joking with you. Everybody on the cap was out of Ikea. She's going to wake up Jordan Knight and Alan Keane and take her apart. Yeah, no, 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 just lock the door, he says. I swear, oh. right now, here. I don't know what time it was in the morning, right? Because I had a few spark plugs on me, right? <laughs> and this one was bleeding, running them up, right? Here, 
No, I mean the place was getting big and wrecked. <laughs> out the next morning, I swear to God, it was, it was out to be about 50, 16-year-olds in the cafe. The place was broke up. <laughs> Sitting down having a cup of coffee like nothing bleeding happened. Like, like, get your bleeding jacket. Why you getting your calf done up and bringing her over, meeting her on Tinder or something? Or bleeding. Whatever, yeah, come on over. Wake up you in the night. She's cracky booting your ward. Down the bleeding calf. Yeah. Stop, man. <laughs> Why does she rob stuff? <laughs> oh, oh, That's what you think coming where we're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. How did we go on to that? You were looking for a singer about Gone 20 about minutes ago. Oh. I didn't find the singer. I can't find that. I can't find that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, I... Yeah, but you've been the most requested guest to come on for a part three. That's no disrespect to everybody else. We've had some great guests on for two parts. But I don't think anyone's asked me to come back for a part three, except yourself. Uh, that story of you and Shorty getting chased by the Russian fella on the push bike. People still text us about it every day. Mm. Um, oh. I'm now now as your man off talking bollocks. <laughs> I haven't got a first or a second now. <laughs> oh, yeah, usually starts with, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going, yeah, you're your man, ain't you? I'm going, what do you mean, which man? <laughs> you your man after talking bollocks, isn't you? I'm like, yeah, that's right. But it's mad because I was in with Deco yesterday morning having a sandwich and I was telling him about it as well because I've been in and out of there for years and I love Deco. Yeah. It's, come here, it's always Deco's to me. It's not... What's the other fella? Declan and Donald. Donald. Okay. Uh, it's Declan and Donald. But you're just shorting it down to Declan. No, but it is Declan and Donald. Look, but come here, it's like bleeding. Do you know what I mean? It's like little getting changed to bleeding. You know? Little and Aldi. Yeah, no, do you know what I mean? It'll always be known as Declan. See that fella? I think when the other fella came into the business, it was great for the business. And he did yeah. great business and he feared the working class and for a really good price. And mm -hmm. I mean, we had a club sandwich in there yesterday morning and a bleeding cracking coffee for six euros. Like, the coffee's yeah. unbelievable. That's yeah. why he said to you, Terrence, I couldn't get over it. Do you want a strong coffee? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and he gives you a wink. It's like <laughs> something's coming out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You awake for three days. <laughs> <laughs> South bike, South the bike. Out of flats up the road. He's looking for the strong coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fifty bag of coffee. No, he's great, and I was talking to him about it. And uh, yeah, he's just a, he's just a great fella. But yeah, loads of times I've heard that. Mm. that and it is that's them that's clips story, have went yeah. viral. Even the guide catch one as well. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Like, yeah, man, we posted them, and Jesus Christ, they went viral. Do you know, we were uh, at the traffic lights there last week and my board nudged me, she goes, quick, tell Willa, tell Willa. And I was like, tell him what? There was a couple crossing the road, they had that cat in the lid. And she was like, you see, you can't bring a cat for a walk. Because remember you were saying, they're useless, you can't do anything with them. Mate, you couldn't bring a cat for a walk. This thing was getting dragged across the road. Not a bother to it. You can imagine two shams out with bleeding, two XL bullies walking down Thomas Street and someone walking out. That's like bleeding, walking by an obese fella with a bleeding, a dinner box on a bleeding. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're going to dive on it. Yeah. Two dogs, like, what do you bring a bleeding cat out for a walk for? Like, Someone texts us saying you can learn them to roll over and all and sit down and all. What do you think of that? Mate, cats are fucking useless. Mm. Let's call a spade a spade. Oi, oi, the most unloyal yeah. animal that you'll ever have, like, if you died in your flat, you know, a cat they'd eat, eat you. Yeah. Eat you. We say this all the time. If you're on the ground unresponsive for 10 minutes, that cat's chewing the arm off you. Won't you feed a cat? Look, if your cat leaves your gaff and goes off somewhere else, look, if you went in your back garden saying you like cats and a cat come in and you had a bleeding bit of food there and you get rid of a chicken or whatever like that, do you know what I mean? 
think I'll stay there. My next door neighbour here reversed. Sarah Grace. Sarah Grace, yeah. reversed over the car, over his own car. He didn't like it? No, he just reversed. <laughs> he hated it that much. He just reversed over it by accident, like, nine lives up, like, completely. <laughs> yeah, straight over the cat, like. Yeah. But they, they're just, they're not, they're not a loyal, they're not a loyal yeah. animal. Come here, I know people like cats. I don't like them, I don't like the smell of them. I don't like anything about them, I'm a dog person. Yeah. I don't trust the cat well, actually. You ever see, like, some people that be rubbing it and the next day they have a scrub in their hand, like, what happened to you? Oh, the cat just went for me. You're like, you rubbed it yesterday and it's gone for you today. Yeah. No, don't, they're just unpredictable. They hiss mm. and they spit. Yeah. And they bleed and scrub, like, you know. Mm. Like, you, you won't throw a, uh, a, a stick for a cat. A cat's not going to bring you back the bleeding stick. Mm. You throw a stick for a cat, the cat just look at you like that. Start throwing a stick at you, you fucking yeah. angel. I'm not getting that. Well, yeah, well, I can get us a tin of cat food. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we've a she here with I, yeah. We let everybody know that you are coming on. So we never usually do that until after we've recorded. So right. we said Will is coming back. So right. there's a couple of questions on the sheet, yeah? You have one as well, Will If you right. want to go so through whatever you fancy entering, let us know. This is right. a little ask me anything. Oh, does he offer you at the top card? No, you haven't read this now. Yeah. Calvin, <laughs> would you prefer... <laughs> Who would you prefer? Who would you prefer to ship aside for a 24-hour train journey? Will our attendants with no plugs allowed? From Robbie. <laughs> yup, Robbie. Yup, Robbie. Do you know what? Like, that's... Is that supposed to be like, oh, that's a dilemma? Oh, no way. Because I'd absolutely have no problem simple side either. Yes. I'd flip that question onto yours. Because I'd say I'd born years off you more than you have born them on me. No, I'd say that if we were on a train journey for 24 hours, we'd have grey crack. So would I. Yeah, it wouldn't really matter. He was in the triangle. No, because we we, we get on well. We've yeah. always got on well. Yeah. It's not like, I don't find that you doing my head in or you are vice versa. I think, I know there's a big age difference yeah. between, the, between the, you know, me and... And you There's a big age difference between me and Terence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're all, all, all I'm 28, he's 26. Jesus, years, man. Money and Nipper, I look rough, don't they, Willa? I actually look all right for 26. He's in his late 20s now, Willa. Willa, right. that's a trauma. I told me that the MMA says, so go up there and put one of them in a trauma triangle block. <laughs> oh, I did do that to Linda in the cap. The trauma no, triangle? I do got like when we're messing like. <laughs> no, like, I don't put her in it, but I do this, look at. <laughs> oh, you thought you meant like an arm bar. I go like that, look at, and I just do that, look, look. I go, do you want to be in the trauma triangle? <laughs> do you know what I mean? She was in the bleeding trauma triangle. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't know where that was going there. <laughs> bleeding dancing your head, yeah. Remember, we done the Goggins Challenge and we spent literally two days together and we had a great time. Oh, we had great fun. Remember lying in the bed and the second night, the two of us lying there absolutely breaking our bollocks laughing yeah. in critical condition. Yeah, I think... When you're in it, I think when you go into the trenches like that with someone, yeah. it doesn't matter what yeah. goes on in the world. I think if you haven't, I think if you're on your own doing something like that, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh. deep into your mind. I said it to you, I'd rather do that again. And that's 48 hours of running every four hours before I do a marathon again. And that's only four hours of running once. And remember I said that and you were like, no way. I said, there's no way I could do a marathon on my own again. At least I had you and I had your brother. Yeah. And we had the crack and you had a break. And you recovered, and then you yeah. went again, and it made it so much easier. Well, last time you're out there, I remember running that marathon, thinking to myself, "I need someone to just beep, just acknowledge me." Do you know like that? I need yeah. it. I'm fucking dying here. I yeah. was in the trenches on my own. I absolutely loved the marathon. Well, first you ran with someone. I did run with someone as well, but there wasn't a stage in that marathon where I was like bollocks. Do you know why? Because I. I said this before, when I ran that marathon, we had to go up to the top of Hout Head and back down the other side, which was a killer. But I was told that was coming at 21k. 
at 21 kilometers into the half marathon mark. And when we got to that, the fellow who was running with Carl, he says to me, that's 28k, now we're going up to the top of And I'd misheard him, I was like, no, 21. And he goes, no, we're at 28k. I was like, so yeah, oh, the it, I'm yeah. a miles yeah. ahead now in my head. You know what, sometimes for me personally, right, I think that when you know where you're at with it, I think if you're just left and you're not told what distance you're yeah. at and whatever, you just go, right, because... I done this thing in 2011 when my sister passed away in 2010. Done this yoke for the hospice for Hurdles or for St. Francis Hospice, who were they're amazing. Come here, anybody that walks in a hospice or has, you know, any affiliation with a hospice, even the people that do voluntary walk, which is something I'm gonna do next year for definite, is give a bit of me time to them because they, you know, they 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 do an extraordinary job. So in 2011, I done this thing called the Gale Forest West. And it's like 78 kilometers of running, cycling, kayaking, and you have to climb Crow Patrick in it as well. Like, do you know what I mean? And I found the first year that I done it, it was great. Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't know where I was yeah. in the race. Like, so the beginning of it is a 14k run. You start on a beach, and then it's like inclines on back roads, and then you're across the fjord down in Killary, uh, down the country, the only fjord in uh, in Ireland. Then you go down, you go off the clock for one time, you have a fob in you. Then you get into a kayak and you kayak across the fort. Then you get out, you run for 6K. Then you go to the bike station. You get on your bike for about 38K. Then you climb Crow Patrick, down Crow Patrick, back on the bike again and for about 9K. And then you come into Westport and you run for 2K to the finish line. So I thought the first time when I done it, because I done it three times, but the second time I done it, was like, because you know what's ahead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if you'd have been out there on your own and your mate is saying, just egging your on, going, look at Terence, come on, you've you a good bit done in this without giving you the kilometers. Like, when you were here, you're going, oh, it's either going to bleed and, you know, motivate your honor, you're going to go, oh, jeez, have I only done that or is that, you know, what's left? So I, I, that's just me now. Yeah, I was going to, I'm the opposite of that now. I'd rather, do you ever get when you're walking somewhere, when I'm walking somewhere with someone and I don't know where I'm going, it feels like miles. I'm like, are we ever going to get there? And then on the way back, I think it flies because you know where you're at. Yeah. That's what way I would think. I know where you're coming from. Do you ever like driving somewhere and you know it's a two hour drive and you're like, this is dragging in, but it feels like you always fly home then. Yeah. I don't know. But... I'm the total opposite. I think it takes ages to get home when I fly there. It's like when you're going on a journey anyway, if you're going for a holiday or not, the crack is always great on the, yeah, way, on the way over. Yeah. On the yeah. way back, it's like. Wouldn't mind getting delayed. And stuff of depression coming back. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Car, or the plane, you know? Yeah. You know? How do we get into that? Because we were talking about how much do we get on with each other and then we just end up going on yeah, and getting depressed on the way home holiday. We wouldn't uh, <laughs> we wouldn't give our bollocks who we were on the train with. I think all three of us can vouch for that. Wouldn't really matter but no. look we will last up with you and vice versa and vice But Calvin talks the most out of all of us. 100%. Like, do you know what? There's three people in my phone book that when they ring me phone, I know it's an hour's phone call minimum. Calvin's one, Will has one, and Darren Cleary is the other. Yeah. Uh, and main producer over here, yeah. yeah. So when them three ring my phone, I have to check everything and go, have I got an hour? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hello? And then it's on. 100% of three is, and that's a minimum. Will, uh, sometimes that two hours is due. <laughs> and you go through everything with a moist way. I just used to ask you how you are, and you take over. <laughs> he does. You ring it, you say, ah... Oh, How's the loaf of bread? You say, oh, yeah, all yeah. good, Willa. Boom, two hours and 15 minutes later, you're like, 
bollocks. I'm only never said eaten that. raw pudding. Yeah. No. We love raw pudding. We've never had it raw. Who was that? Where is that? It's down. Oh, here, listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give these a plug, right? Because that pudding is hardcore, right? This gear you'd rub on your gums, man. Your gums. I'm doing the double me company. Oh man, this gear you'd rub on your gums. My missus is telling me, I'd be eating more of it, waiting to fry in the pan. I'd be just cutting it up and eating lumps of it. It's blazing gorgeous. Yeah. Now come here. <clears throat> I don't really care what's in it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I just like it. It's something from years ago, do you know what I mean? I used yeah. to eat liver and that, like. Yeah. I'd eat liver. Yeah, I don't liver. see a big deal oh, with that. Liver, yeah. Yeah, yeah liver's very good, yeah. I had that. Mm. Full of nutrients, that is. Do you ever eat pig's feet? Pig's no. feet? Yeah. No, no bro. Six and a half, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not? No. Did you never eat pig's feet? Like, I don't think so. You have to do that on the on this one week. I'd, get mm. get, get old-school elfless group, right? So here's old-school elfless group. An oil arranger for you, right? So you're talking pig's feet. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're talking pig's tails. Yeah. Right. Tripe. Have you ever eaten tripe? Tripe no, is unbelievable. Tripe with a bit of seasoning on it is lovely, right? Not yeah. fish, but. Off haul, liver, hearts, lambs. Have you ever eaten stuffed lambs, hearts? No. Oh, lads, you aren't living. Have you ever had ox tongue? No. No. Ox tongue is gorgeous. What's the matter? trying all these, will I? Back from back, lads, I'm 50 <coughs> bleeding one week. Do you know what I mean? What's yeah. the maddest animal you've ever had, will I? The maddest animal I've like ever had. Like the most unusual animal you've ever had. Oh yeah, ostrich burgers. I had an ostrich before myself. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the maddest thing you've ever had? Probably KFC. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't think one. I've ever had that mad boys, ever. Oh yeah, Look, sure. I've never had an oyster or that. Have you not? No, that's a common, isn't it? Like people go for oysters. Yeah, oysters are common enough, yeah. Like that's you know you made them when you're eating oysters. Is that what it is? Are you a few bob or that? Andy, what's that called? The thing that makes you horny? Uh, Women. Valid <laughs> <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah. You know that one I'm trying to say, you know, uh Oysters, yeah. Yeah, but it's that. You know what I'm trying to say? A no, fucking no. It's an aphrodisiac. That's the word. That's the word. Aphrodisiac. Yeah. You like that one, bro? Yeah, that's the word. Aphrodisiac. It's like it naturally turns you on then. Gives you the blame. Oh, it was a fucking animal. Sitting yeah. there saying, like, I'm going to lump of that now. And I got to train one with aphrodisiac, can <laughs> I? Yeah. Yeah. That's mad. No, I've had oysters. I love seafood, but I tell you one thing, the worst uh, food poison I've ever got in my life is from shellfish. Shellfish? Yeah, see, the shellfish. Have you ever had food poisoned, Terrence? No. Oh, oh Jesus Terry. Christ. Yeah. So do you reckon with food poisoning, right? See the four, six hours? Yeah. You think you're dying, right? And see the second six hours? You really think you're fucking dying. Mm. There's nothing for it. Me and Linda got it about three, no, about four years ago. And uh, we got it from chicken. It wasn't from shellfish. Um, the two of us got it? The two of us got it. And I'm telling you, you want to see the state of the two of us. We were in bits. And there's nothing, there's nothing you can You just have to let it run through, don't you? You, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta just let it. I know you mean literally you're getting sick out this end. It's Coming out the other end. Bleeding, singing the fields of Anton Royce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's horrible. No, I've really, heard, I've really heard really it's bad. bad. I've never got it yet. Yeah. yeah, but shellfish is 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 one for it. Like, Come here, that fish and chip we got the other week, will I? Where was that off? Oh, stop, man. That was out of there. Jack the Ripper in there. Ah. No. Malahoyage, yeah? Don't know, it was miles out, yeah? Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? Oh, you want to see this, yo? What's this guy? 
Fish fresh and chips. chips. Fresh oh, chips, but yeah. top of the range, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Mm. Yeah, it was like good. That bleeding curry sauce and all. Ah. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Because you said love for bread there, yeah? And there's a question there and it says, what's your favourite Dublin slang? New and old. Ah, uh, Willa is a book full of them. Like, <laughs> not, you can make them up with Willa and the Willa. Ah, you can, yeah. But it's yeah. always a double battle. There's never one yeah. thing for it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like, like with, for bread is head, head, yeah. Just three words. Yeah, yeah. Willa, you Do say you know the I mean? Gio Ginelli for the telly. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing just watching the Gio Ginelli? Yeah, the Gio yeah. Ginelli. Put the mince meat up mm. there and watch the Gio Ginelli, yeah. you say. Oh, you say you Sylvia Platt when I'm having a bat. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you say a hot house flower when I'm having a shower. Oh, you say Paddy Power. Do you? Yeah. Oh, we've loads as well, and I can't think the Fleetwood yeah. Mac for the sack. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, Roy said Fred for the bed. Mm. The what, what? Roy said Fred. Roy. Fred. Mm. Yeah. We'll have a bit of that. There, if you think about it, yeah, like if you ask someone our age who's Roy said Fred, no one would know who that is. But like you're the same age as me, dad, you it all bleeding. But like, how do you not know who they are? The guard of patrol. Yeah. The hole. Yeah. Yeah. There's loads of them. The fricker. The gigger. Yeah, bowl of soup. <laughs> Smash hits is at hits. Yeah. Mm. The Moi Waddy. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Hickey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, I get now my hand. I get now my hand. Yeah. Right, uh, love the show from Vicar Street, lads. Do we... Am I supposed to just go on order here? Fuck it, yeah, it makes no odds. Love the show, I think I see, lads. Do you think you'd ever lose the buzz from the live shows? Could that ever get boring from Bertie? The Bertie, fella, dropping questions in. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no, there's no chance you'd ever lose that buzz. I don't think so. I was on, we only chat now, so there. The, the, see them, so we've done three live shows now, two on Vicar Street, yeah? See the days of the live shows we'll have. <laughs> Tell them what you said that the three were. Three worst days of my life. <laughs> like, honestly, we'll have, no, I've had some bad days. My health have died now, we'll have. Them three days are the worst days of my life. Are you serious? Oh, 100%. I can't eat, I can't think, I can't breathe. Yeah, but that's good. No, it's not, we'll have. Oh, the air. And you know what the worst part is? See this whole business of we have to go out and rehearse. I'll never do it again. Because me and Calvin's on you the stage. You didn't rehearse. You go out and it's like, right, this is the time you was around the stage. This is the time your next guest And then you're just saying what so you practice, you practice your guest coming on to make sure you know what way it's going to happen. But when I'm rehearsing, when, when, yeah. when yeah, we're doing, like yeah. doing it with no crowd there, then I'm saying that, oh, that's going to be shit, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, you just ah. be like, what if the guest one comes out and no one cheers? It was like, obviously they're going to fucking cheer. <laughs> I think, I'm very negative like that. My mind is very negative on them live show days. Isn't yeah. it, Calvin? Really? Why do you have to talk more of a cliff? You, maybe, you need to, maybe you need to get a show routine together for your day. Mm. Like, obviously when you do that and, and, you know, do your sound check and where guests are coming in and the whole lot, I think you need to find a way that brings you back down to reality, whether it's a bit of meditation, whether it's a bit of... Relaxation, like going to a sauna or a jacuzzi. I told you I was going to bring Linda. Yeah, well, come here. Maybe that, that's mm. an idea, you know. Fairness, you had a kip this time and I'd done you the world a good. Oh, like, come on, it was like a polished penny, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, I was tired and all the day of this live show. And I was groggy and I was saying, I don't even want to go out here. And then I went up and I had, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. And I got up, then, ready yeah. to rock. I mean, live is always best. I mean, yeah. his bands are... You, like, you just listen to a CD, but it's going to see them live. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that's the best... Uh, live show you've ever been to apart from your own three <laughs> who like who have you went to see I'd say before I started this podcast I went to four uh, shows ever in my life 
and it was too lame Gallagher, too now Gallagher. Yeah? Right. But no, it's not because of the podcast. I'm just saying the last two years. Oh, the podcast has helped. Yeah. <laughs> the last two years I went to see Damo Dempsey, Aslan, Gemma Dunleavy, fucking. We went to loads of stuff. Damo's brilliant, isn't he? Damo and Gemma. Now, Aslan are sensational, but everyone knows the are. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd no clue what to expect with Gemma. Like, uh, we know Gemma's class, and I'd no clue what to expect with Damo. And Where did you see Damo? In Vicarstree. At yeah. Christmas. Yeah, 23rd of December. Come here, I've, mm. I've seen him, like, a good few times. Do you know him? It was yeah, the 23rd of yeah, December yeah. show and all. I know. Was it, yeah? That, yeah, because remember we were... It was, yeah. it was, yeah, it was. And he's such a nice fella. Yeah. He's a gentleman. Yeah. I'd say Damo and Gemma, they were... Because because I didn't know what to expect, and when I went out there, you believed the roof off the after. I was like, this is actually unreal. Gemma's one was deadly because we know Gemma, and it's like, oh, she can sing, and you're not worried about that, but she put on a fucking show. It's this you're pride like, Whoa. thing, isn't it? It's this, like, I think because she's from town as well, like, yeah. she's older than us. We can't be like, oh, we're proud, we're like that, but I mean, like, it's you good to be see. proud of someone. She's yeah. A, no, she's a great advocate for young women and, mm. young, and young people. In Anybody from a working class see, earlier. Did you see the. Uh, did you see the, the documentary that she done? I haven't seen it. Well, it's coming out. It's going to be out soon. It's going to be in the... So it's not out yet? No, it, it is out, but it's oh, legally sorry, coming sorry. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's going on the fire stick. Yeah, going yeah. 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 on the box, yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you remember we used to get the films that were recorded? Uh, yeah, the pilot. Someone to grow up and walk you out, Jordan, and like. You'd know more of them going to the Jacks, Jordan, than yeah. the news was on it. Yeah. Now, the the, uh, the, North, the North Circular, it's called, by a brilliant director, a guy called Luke McManus. And the reason I like Luke, and I only met him through doing that, I'd done a small part in the documentary. I thought they saved the best for last, and they had Gemma on last, and she was great. And just the story, the way she tells it. I'm not going to ruin that about her, but just her grandmother was a very, very interesting person as well. Mm, she and just about, about all, and do you know what it's about? It's about all the way from the top of the North Circular Road right down to the bottom, from the Phoenix Park yeah. right down, and the people, the characters that live there and what it does, and mm. yeah, it's great. She ah. mentioned uh, uh, Nanny on the podcast, well, we don't know, Nanny used to walk in the Monto. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember but, uh, that, yeah. We watched, did you watch the Amos documentary? Yeah. Love Yourself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. Watched it the other night with, with Amy, and she she only knows Damo from me listening to him, right? And I only listened to him because I went to see him with that. So we always talk about this. We we never listened to him before and then we knew his music was great but we never actually like really got into it. Mm, yeah. And then we kind of got the same that time, the 24 boy chance. We went in by field and someone said they had extra tickets, just want to go. Philly McMahon it was. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up going doctor, and I yeah. swear to God, well, I've never seen a crowd like it. And when you watch that Love Yourself, right, that's not a once-off. Every single one of his Vicar Street shows is like that because that was recorded a year before we went and it was exactly like that. They're all and, like that. And everyone is crying. There's a fella in a wheelchair getting passed around on people's shoulders in the fucking documentary. And my board was sobbing, crying, just watching that. And there's people in the crowd crying, hugging each other. And she's like, is that what it's like? And I was like, that's exactly what it's like. You can't explain it. Something's happening. Everyone in there knows every single word of every single song that he sings, right? And I shall always say the best concert I was ever at was Coldplay. That was like 90,000 people in Croke Park, yeah? And I put that on par with the, what, a thousand, fourteen hundred people, or whatever it is in Vicar Street and with Damo Dempsey. What? I was meant to go to that uh, Coldplay, um, that Coldplay concert, and I had a wedding that night. I was doing a wedding for someone, 
and I had there was a spare ticket and half of me and you know what? I'm going bleeding mad I didn't go. Did you see the videos of them in London last week? Yeah, and my two mates was over there. Mm. They were there uh, the other night. Or, yeah. Why did he not do in Dublin again? Because your man got a smack of a bottle the last time. Money him. He did, though, but that's obviously not the reason. But uh, do you know what I think it is? Because he sold out all the bleeding Croke Park dates for the concerts, didn't he? Garth Brooks is doing about fucking three weeks in Croker. Why doesn't he bleed and do two or three? Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah. It's really just a big arena as he does now. You're only supposed to do bleeding four concerts a year. And I think Ed Sheridan had a gig there this year, didn't he? He had two. Mm. And then Garth Brooks is getting bleeding about four or five. Whatever it was, that got cancelled a few years ago. We got them put back I'm up. I'm going to have a look at that world tour and see if there's any way of kind of nearest to go because I'd yeah. really like to see it. Yeah. I remember their first tune come out yellow. Yeah, that, was, that used to be about Terence's teeth. And then he got them done. Off the talkie with you. He rewrote the song then. Uh, now, I remember that, yeah, that, that song, it was an amazing song. Like, and, you know, when you see him walking on the beach, he was only a young flitting. Yeah. You think about it, like... That was 20 years ago. It is 20 years ago, yeah. It is exactly <coughs> 20, 20, 20 years 20 years, 21 years ago, yeah. Cold yeah. plays out yeah, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, they're going a good world, bro. Mm. Yeah. That's madness, that. Yeah, what and what a brilliant song. Yeah. Look, it's one of not just the song, but you just don't think is this band gonna stay the pace, like and I mean, look at some of the tracks that they've had. Yeah. Mm. Blocks brilliant. is great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The scientist as well is little. So you you it, that's Damien Dempsey you were saying you were saying I Damien put on par well, I swear to God, and people would be like, How would you stop that Coldplay? Like Coldplay was unbelievable, yeah. but when you're in Vicar Street at one of their gigs, <laughs> and I think it was it was Better for us because we are like weren't expecting it, you know what I mean? He's yeah. up there singing, I don't know what like the next chorus is that he's going to sing. Yeah. And everyone around me does that one. Come here, he'd be up in the top three of the gigs that I've seen, but my two top gigs would be, uh, n- number one would be Michael McDonald in, in, in Vicar Street, right, who's out of Doobie Brothers. Do you never hear Michael no. McDonald? Go on to Spotify when you get out and have a listen. You'd be going, oh yeah, he does this and he mm. does that. And then... Top of the range for me was in the old point depot, and it was George Michael. Yeah, the George oh Michael fella is an animal. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean? It was just it was one of them gigs, like, it yeah, was unbelievable. Yeah, and unfortunately, he made a bleeding horrible end as well, you know. Yeah, like, Wait, what happened to him? Good Christmas Day, yeah, mm. hell, a heart attack or something, spark plugs, I think. Yeah. I think so, I'm not sure. Brown bread, good Christmas Day, yeah. Some of the tunes he's brought, it was just unbelievable. Like, mm. Yeah. What, what an amazing singer and songwriter and performer. Yeah. He's brilliant. Like, you know, he's troubled. He, he, he suffered with his old loaf of bread, like, you know, yeah. and he yeah. just didn't, he didn't address the demons, like, and I think I just got the better of him, you know, mm-hmm. which is very sad. Heavy like, whack, yeah. a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. You know, if you don't talk to people and you don't share, how, you know, how you're feeling. Some man out of prodigy. Like, he was a genius and look at him, he played and he suffered, didn't he? You know what they say, lads, there's a thin line between genius and insanity. Yeah. Robin Williams is another example of that. Mm. You know? <coughs> uh, well, lads, you believe in ghosts? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Have you ever had any encounters with a ghost? No, I haven't personally had any encounters with a ghost. People <coughs> used to think that I had encounters with a ghost. Like, loads of kids in the area thought I had encounters with ghosts. Loads of the kids. What? Because they used to say, Willy Woy. Had a shite in the middle of the night. <laughs> saw a ghost eating toast halfway up a lamppost. <laughs> That's what the kids used to say. So that was just a... What they used to slag me all the time. <laughs> right. Saw a ghost eating toast halfway up a lamppost. 
I knew, I knew that's where that was going. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, about Barty Boy. Oh, Barty Boy had a shine in the middle of the night, yeah? Yeah. I was like, why had a kid saying, yeah. Willie Boy seeing a ghost? I was like, why would ghosts be eating toast halfway with a lamp? Surely it's sitting your bleeding gaffin' eat the toast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like the heel off the toast? Oh, I oh, love it. Miller. Nothing better, Willa. The heel's the best. Yeah. Oh, Young was a snake. Uh, he's a, a heel snatcher. He bleed and does the double end. Yeah, thanks for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 like, you know. He's right. He's on the ball, him. Yeah. Most people don't. Oh. Uh, I seen actually. Ah, there's no even point me telling you. I've seen a fact before about the amount of people who don't eat the heel off the bread, and it's, I think it's like in the high 80%. Fuck off. So yeah. we're in the minority? Yeah. So they, most people will take the heel, throw it, and go for the first slice Maybe of bread. we should do a Noel Edmonds show, Heel or No Heel. There's the singer. That's a cracker. I don't get it, don't get it. Instead of deal or no deal. Uh, heel or no heel. <laughs> Out the box. Slice of bread. <laughs> ring the baker, not the banker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you ring up uh, Mr. Brennan now? Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> We'll give, you a, we'll, give you a, we'll give you a breadboard full of heels. <laughs> <laughs> the heel, we're toasted heel, bit of butter, bit of cheese on that. You're laughing. There's a singer, heel or no heel? What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Do you ever go into some people's gaffs and the heel does be there? There's about four slices of bread left and the heel just keeps getting pushed down. Just yeah. fuck her out if you're not going to eat it. Yeah. No, do you know what I mean? The heel gets milked. The heel gets milked, but you know, milked. like in certain people's gaffs, it doesn't get it and it just keeps getting pushed to the end. Just throw it out if you're not going to eat it. Would you ever see people that don't eat crust? Don't yeah, eat crust. Childish. We had to eat a baguette. Yeah. A baguette is full of crust. It's just crust, one big thing. Yeah, yeah, big crust, yeah. Oh, but you don't... That's contradicting yourself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you one doesn't eat the crust, but then I go out and just eat it off a plate anyways. So do we, yeah. I don't yeah. do that as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. nothing yeah. goes to waste around those bush. Mm. No. Well, really? But come here... You've never seen a ghost, will I, have you? No, but my man says there used to be a ghost in 15 Shangan Avenue. Yeah. When we moved out there first. See, when we moved to Ballymoon first, we were in 15 Shangan Avenue. So the avenues, as Darren O'Connor now, is is they the four stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like... Story, yeah. story, story, yeah. story. No, but, the, <laughs> no, but the, gaps, the gaps are next door to each other. So, like, you open the door and your neighbour's door is there. And the eight stories have four doors on them. Do you know what I mean? So you have a two-bedroom, a one-bedroom, and two three-bedrooms. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you're on the landing in the eight stories, there's four people on your landing. So we moved to 15 first, and my ma was telling me that the woman that lived in 15, her husband died on a motorbike. But when she went back uh, to the gaff, he used to be there in the night, and he used to be shutting the doors and flushing the chain in the blade in Jackson. Honest to God, yeah. Now, I don't, I don't remember. I was only in Nipper. But then we moved... Back into town, we lived in Crampton Buildings. Do you know where Crampton Buildings is? Crampton Buildings is right in the heart of Temple Bar. I know it. So yeah. I, I lived in there. Yeah, I know it, yeah. So we moved back in there, and then we moved back to Ballymun. And it was mad how <laughs> the housing market was back then. Like, we moved into 16 Shangan Avenue. So we got the flat next door to where we used to live. Do you know what I mean? Which and was, you don't, you never hear that? No, like no that. We, I've never seen a ghost. <coughs> I've never had an aunt and kind of like that. Yeah. I'm not saying that ghosts don't exist, but... Yeah. I mean, you look at some of them bleeding stupid programmes on the telly, my man's mad into all that paranormal. Most haunted and all, and all that yeah, shit, yeah. I mean. But you know what annoys me about them? <laughs> I've watched hundreds of them, yeah? They never see the ghost. Yeah. They never... Like, it's always, oh, 
oh, did yeah. you get that signal? Is your yeah. eyes greater than mine? Yeah. yeah. You're like, yes, never, I've never. You can watch a million of them. You never see the ghost. Yeah. Do you get we, me? So we done that thing with John Connors. And we seen the a entity. fucking ghost. Right? And, uh, did you? I tell you, right, so we kind we seen a ghost. I tell you what happened, Willa, right? Didn't see the ghost, but there was a, there was something there. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not acting the bollocks here. This is what happened. Where were you? The Hellfire Hell Club. Right. Promise you. Right? Come on. So we talked about this loosely on the live show on Friday. John Connors was a guest. So uh, John asked us to do this, and I was like, yeah, handy, because I'm mad skeptical, so was Terrence. But we were going in and we were saying like to ourselves, if these are acting the bollocks, we're going to call them out. Don't care who's recording or anything like that. If you, if I think you're pulling a string or flashing a light to say there's a ghost, I'd say, no, well, uh, you're doing that. And did, you know it, I mean? did it just leg it, like? Right, so I'm going to... Did it just leg it? Oh. The ghost? No, we didn't see him. So listen, I'll tell you what happened, right? right? listen to this, listen. So John rings us and goes, this is the location you're going to do it in. And I'm fucking breaking it. They picked some of the most haunted places in Ireland, right? And I'm shitting and I'm like, oh, Terrence, I don't want to get down and do this. And then they ring us a few days out and say, there was a change of plan. We had to move a few things around. They're down in the Hellfire Club. So it's a candy. Been in that Hellfire Club loads of times. Even in the night time, we used to go up there. We used to go up there with the U Club. And John, what they used to do, they'd make us walk the long way and they'd send someone up the short way to hide up the chimney. Then they bring you in to tell you the story and the fella dropped down from the chimney. John, it's to scare you. Was that not Sandy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in the Hellfire Club, anyways. <laughs> So we get up to the Hellfire Club, right? And uh, they have a whole camera crew and they have a medium and John's up there with his friend Tern and they're co-hosting the show or it's whatever. It's a large medium. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we were saying, things like that, you know what I mean? We're winding them up the bits. So is it going on the Gino Ginelli? Is it going yeah. 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 Deadly. Right, so they're showing us these devices they have, like this camera that detects energy and EMPs and this thing picks up sound waves and frequencies and I'm like, all right, whatever. In my head, we're like, you know, they have all these devices and technology. I'm like, you don't even know what they're trying to pick up. So if they go off, doesn't matter what they're picking up. Yeah. It, so it, you won't see them pick up my iPhone 12. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You know all this shit, right? So uh, they have these cat balls. It's just a little ball for your cat to play with when you touch it, it lights up, right? And but there's no, I can, like, there's no... So with everything else, I was sort of thinking, there's a way you could fucking... Mess like, around with them. With this is just a cat ball. And when it only lights up when you touch it, right? And they say... These have been going off the last week and the medium is there and she has this other like the voice that detects uh, energy. She goes, this has been broke all week. It hasn't worked, right? So the three of us, me, me, him and the medium are standing in the Hellfire Club. Everyone else is outside setting up and the cat ball started lighting up, right? And I goes, Terrence, that light's going off and Terrence gets a fright and goes, oh! And I was like, I thought I'd be scared. And like, Terrence is scared and I'm like, why am I not afraid? And I was thinking to myself, these are winding us up. Well, I was... Uh, I got a flight, yeah, but I wasn't, like, shitting you. I was like, this is funny, scary. Yeah. Because I was actually thinking in my head, how did it go off, though? Right. But you know what made no sense, well, the two cat balls were touching each other. So if I touched one of them, the other one would go off, because obviously I had to move it. But only one of them was going off and they're touching each other, right? So I was thinking, these are trying to bleed my windows up and running to get in the door. But then I copped on, no one was actually recording it. So the medium starts calling the lads up to get the camera trolling. She's like, we're getting activity here. And I'm like, right, grand. The cat ball goes off again, and I'm like, this is fucking... But these what are about watching bollocks. it? Well, yeah. watching it. I was like, these are acting the bollocks for a right. So was it not pitch dark, like? Yeah, yeah. it is. 
But then the mediums, the voice thing with the energy starts going up and she's like, this hasn't worked at all. It's never worked. And I was like, these think we're fucking ticks. Of course they're saying that. Prank. Yeah. Yeah. And they're building the tension. At this stage, well, like, there's a way that they're doing stuff. And it's just me saying. convinced that it wasn't really. It's weren't getting wound up. Right, Watch, so listen to this now. Will I listen carefully to this because this is no joke, yeah? So if you ever been in the Hellfire Club downstairs, there's a room I've on. Been in it. So there's a I room on the left. No. In the middle of it, Will I? There's a staircase. There's a room on the left and there's a room on the right. We're in the room at the left talking, right? So uh, she's calling everyone to come up, come up. I'm getting this detection, this that, and you're down home. Like they're trying to. I thought that add an entertainment value. Do you know what I mean? By letting all these things go off and like we'll be afraid and they record and we make good telly. But I'm like, no. So John comes in, he's like, what's going on? I was like, John, get the Ouija board out. Do whatever you want there, I said, yeah. Thinking, John, acting brave. The cheese right? board out. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we were saying. <laughs> so uh, they have cameras and all that detect energy. And they're like, there's energy here and energy there. And I was like, yeah, I say there is. Tell them to do a dance there and all. Luke's hiding the corner. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, yeah, get them to do a dance there. And your one's like, I'm detecting energy over here. And I'm walking around and the voices are going nuts. Cat balls are going off everywhere. So I'm like, right, wherever, I said, yeah. If there's any, if there's a ghost in this room, I said, I picked up the cat ball with that and I put it down. And I goes, if there's a ghost in this room, move that ball, I'll shit myself. I said. And then he says, imagine if I actually did, I'd be gone. Right? And I walked away and the thing was in the corner. And the thing rolled across the floor with it. It lit up for a second and rolled across the floor. So that's how I know it didn't, it didn't roll on the hill because it lit up and it was stationary, it wasn't moving. And then and rolled moved across the floor towards John. Oh, and I mean, that's... see, then, Willa, that's when I went like, bollocks, I'm really scared now. That's when I got scared. And that's when they were like, we'll move into that room. And that's when I was like, but not I'm not that. going there. Do you remember they had that yoke? What's that yoke? The heat monitor yoke? What's that? Yeah. I did it show. You, that, you see that yoke, Willie? Really, we had a show in the middle of the night. That, have we just seen that? We, that'd have been real. Well, well, Willa, this is only the start. We're only in the door like two minutes here. See the heat monitor yoke? Like, you aim at him, it'll show the heat off him there, you aim around the room, yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, aim at you, yeah. then does he in that corner then, because the medium was like, I can feel so, and we were like, of course you can feel can, so. a ghost. That was the corner Cabin put it in. Cabin goes over, slams the cap ball down, says, if there's a yoke in here, blah, 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 you take that and move it across the floor. And he walks away and he goes, me, imagine if I fucking did. And the thing goes shooting across Lit the floor. Lit up and flew across the floor. And we were like, we were actually all chitting there. Do? So, right, so no, then we got the heat monitor. And only because there was enough people there. If it was just me and Terrence, I was gone. I only thought there was enough people there who were like intrigued and like, let's check in there, let's check in there. I wouldn't have moved. Yeah. Now, I mean, I wasn't. When they were like, we're going to this room, I was like, yeah, you go for so. And then I go behind someone. That's how scared I was. But, the, but the, yoke, the heat monitor, you entered into that corner and there was, and there was, and there was, and there was heat there. There's something, oh, something. There. something there. Like, well, like, there's no way that they. They, they couldn't set it up. They couldn't like they, they didn't set us up. I, I know think, they didn't. I think on I think like on the telly or wherever you're going to see this, yeah, I think you'll have so many people going, they had a string on that ball or something like that. They didn't. Well, did they actually catch it on camera? Yeah. yeah it's so, all on do you know camera. how I know they didn't do it, right? Because there was times before that where they were saying to us, you can put them cat balls wherever you want and Terrence, you put it somewhere I put and, it on didn't, the ledge. and it didn't light up. Yeah. And then I put it over in the corner and it did light up. You know, like that? So that's how I knew they weren't acting the bollocks and John Connors was scared because yeah. I remember looking at him and he was like no lads like this is serious and all and I was like fuck and there is times in it like you're hiding behind me and one or two of them and then towards the end I was I was said Terrence I'm not going back in there some of the stuff that happened in there will uh, I don't think I'd ever go back up to the health club again it is unexplainable and that's the thing 
I don't want people to think we're trying to convince. I don't give a fuck if you, 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 or you believe in ghosts now, or we're not trying to change your perception on it. Yeah, I'm only if you think that wasn't a ghost, fair enough. I'm not trying to convince you it was a ghost. I'm telling you and what the thing happened. Is, when we spoke said when we left there, right, we got home, we got back to he was parked at my gaff, right? We got out to my gaff about half five in the morning, it was bright out. And we stood there, and before he left, we had about half an hour chat, like, what actually happened there? Like, we're not saying ghosts are real, spirits are real. But something, something was happened. happening. Something did happen. There was something happening. And you could feel the atmosphere in the place. It what was did I changing. say when we left and we came back in? Didn't I say? I was... He we was le- yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail yeah. about yeah, it. Cause we, no, we real. took a 20 minute break and the energy was different. The, the, the health work club is that they were, there was fellas playing cards up there. Yeah, so it was like a gentleman's club. The, yeah. And a bloke dropped the six of spades. Or the ace of spades. Or the ace of spades yeah. and went down underneath the table to pick her up and there was a fella sitting there with hoofs. Yeah, and he burst into flames and went up the chimney. That's why it's called is the Hellfire Club. Oh, yeah, that, that was right. So that's why they used to hide people in the chimney when we used to go as kids, because that's where the devil went up, and then someone drops down, you shit yourself, nothing like that. My nephew just be up there all the time. Loads kids. of people do be up I, there. I've, I've never been up there. It's a great, ah, it's a good, great it's viewpoint. Nice views and all. Great view. But if you look up the history to it, well, uh, it's actually on an ancient Celtic burial ground. Just tombs underneath it. Right. And they used some of the stone from that to build the building. Back a couple of hundred years ago, some horrible oh, things so, done up there. Yeah, I've never, I've never had a. If you got a chance to look her up, look her up. Some horrible, horrible things done up in that place. Just bleeding people are up there washing Satan now because of it. Right. So like that's why it's one of the most haunted places in Ireland. But fuck me, I don't think I'll ever go back up after it. So, and I've been there a load of times. Yeah. We were there a few months ago. It was, it's yeah. great to go and look hike and look out into the sea. Beautiful view, Montpellier Hill. It's called. Yeah. I don't think I'll go back up there after that night. Genuine. And, uh, again, like I said, we, we're not trying to convince anybody. We don't give up bollocks when anyone else thinks, but that's what happened. happened. Yeah. And well, I'm sceptical. Now, if, if you told me, like you saying that, oh, yeah, the chain used to flush in the gaff and all, I'd say to myself, there's probably something wrong with them pipes in that gaff. Yeah, no, no, like, you know what I mean? I, 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 like, and come here, the, the gas thing about it is like, just what you use it at the minute. These have no, there's no, nothing to benefit. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. It's like me ma. I said yeah. to me ma, when you go away out and that, me ma's going, no, I'm dead serious. He used to close the doors in the night and he used to flush the chain in the jacks. Mm. And like, I, even though I'm going to go and go away out and that, I know she's not, she's not telling lies. Like, yeah. yeah. The thing is, well, I'm a very seer to believe a type of person, and I know he is as well. But even if he went up on his own with one of the lads, I used to went up and used to come back and told me this, I'd be like, all right, lads. I you still wouldn't believe, believe it. Yeah. So I don't expect anyone else to believe it. I, yeah, see, when the ball rolled, well, I have to say, I was fucking sick. Like proper order. Sick shit. Because it, it put me in my place. You know, I was giving that loud, hard man. Because Terence was like, well, they want, but I'm not doing the Ouija board. And I was like, Terence, you can't have that. I was like, you either do everything or you do fucking nothing. You're not scared or you're not scared. And I'm like, I'm shitting, but I'll do what they want me to do because ghosts are not fucking real. See the second that ball moved, I said, do not come near me. He get rid of the Ouija board. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, I promise yeah. you, I was terrified. I got a free. Yeah, I was coming up other scenarios. I said I'd rather do this. I do that, and I do this before I go in there. And, and even with the whole look when he plays the ball down, there's no way they could have anticipated that he was going to slam that ball there and say that. Yeah, because I did it out of frustration. They, could, they couldn't I was have annoyed. I was annoyed with that because they were like, oh, this is going on. Yeah, exactly. I did it to sicken people because I was like, do you think he's that funny? Like, right, well, then if there's a ghost, move that then. And I fucking moved. And it, you know what what I mean, was it, it didn't like roll. A little, it pulled it down a little up for a second and, and, and flew across the floor. It didn't like roll on a hill. It went, yeah. Today. It had a bit of pace on it, yeah. And John Connor screamed the gaff down. Because it rolled towards John. Yeah. And I'm like madness. I've never ever ever. I was pumping me place for that. See when that happened, I was pumping me place. I was like, 
bollocks. Like, what, what do I do? Because I'm at the being given that loads now. And then I was like, fuck. Right, we'll move off that. Yeah. We're at the touch. Sleeping with the entity, coming soon, but genuinely scary shit, yeah? Where am I jumping on the next? Any one of them you want. Okay. What advice would you... No, who was funny are the lads I will add. Like that, like he's, of, act, he's a There's two comedian. of us who do a podcast and one fella here who's a professional comedian. <laughs> Come off, I love. Who was that? Vicky, Vicky. Uh, no. Sticky Vicky is it from... Yeah, from, from Benadon. Benadon. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone knows who do you? Yeah, she can get a few balls to real move across. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the maddest thing you've ever done for a paycheck, Willa? The maddest thing I've ever... For a few quid, even back in the day, will I? Before few, I was professional. I wouldn't say for a few, Bob, but I once drank a pint of lemon cordial for five points of Budweiser. So you... Yeah. You probably, I get you. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Diluted uh, yeah. lemon cordial, but I drank it, like, from... Like, without being diluted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, will I? Turn your blade and turn your face inside out, did it? It was poxy. For what? For five points of Budweiser. Water. Yeah, the five points of Budweiser took the blade and sting out of it. Yeah. For it was poxy. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you that button in the inside. I've really done bad things for, 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 for paychecks. Just maddest thing, though. Not really bad, just maddest thing. Have you got one? No? For a paycheck? Like for a few bob or for a dare and anything like that, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so to go loud. Yeah. Maddest thing I've done for a paycheck, will I? <laughs> Do you know what just popped into my head the other night, the live show, when remember they were going to get you to strip? I don't, oh, yeah. they were asking, remember Mark was like, come on, strip turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't strip at me mate's sister's torty, I think it was, for Did 50 you? quid. Into the full nip? Uh, I think it was, I can't remember. Yeah. For 50 quid? Someone someone goes, would you do strip and put 50 quid in front of me? I think yeah, you don't really have to ask you twice when it comes to it was 50 quid, I would have known about nothing. Give me that, your head case, yeah. your jocks were already off before the money even got out of your click your hand. fingers and carve it just in the nip. <laughs> Every time, no matter where you go in the world. You, you have a flaunt Yeah, 100%. the helicopter, I know. Yeah. Um, what comedians do you like, Willa? Give us your top three favourite comedians. In, in in the country, in this country or any, anywhere? Give us in this country and anywhere, if you can. I'd have to say uh, Jason Bourne and Tommy Tiernan. Definitely off the, to off the top of my head, I think they're brilliant pound for pound. I think Tommy Tiernan is one of the best storytellers ever with, with, with comedy in it and the way he projects it, you can actually just see it. Yeah. You mm. can see it happening, like, you know. I watched him in the Ivy Gardens and he was doing a story about the two dogs that he has in the gaff, like, you know. He says one of them is like a blade and hyper mop uh, head. Yeah. Yappy bastard. And then he has another one, which is a big, you know, and just the way he tells the story and his stage presence, it's just unbelievable. And I mean, Jason Bourne for off-the-cuff comedy, without a shadow of a doubt, is the best I've ever seen on this side of the water or the far side of the water. He's unbelievable. He's in there. He's in Edinburgh at the moment and he's doing an amazing play as well about his dad, which is really good. <clears throat> and his dad used to have all these quotes. His dad used to sit in the shed out the back and he'd sit there with his music, you know, he'd listen to Perry Como and he'd have a bottle of red lemonade and a jemmy and a, a cigarette. And he used to have all these quotes and I called his dad Paddy Lama. His name is Paddy, you know. So his father comes from a long line of Coopers and Guinnesses. His father was a Cooper which is a barrel maker. Yeah. Only make the wooden barrels. His father's father was a cooper in the hole. But he's doing, a, he's doing his own show over there, which is brilliant. He's the biggest selling act in Edinburgh. 
and then he's doing this small theatre gig, 90 seater, which is fully sold out for the two weeks he's doing it, and it's called uh, Paddy Lama Shed Talks. Class. So it's him dressed up as his dad, with his dad's jumper on and uh, his clothes on, sitting in a shed with a super seer, and the music and the whole lot and telling these stories. Class. Brilliant. Late. We should go and see it when he gets home, he puts her on. We went yeah. to see your play. Yeah. The examination. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was... Do you know what I loved about Uwala? The setup to it was so simplistic. And yeah. the payoff to how much you can deliver. is Like, the ratio is unbelievable. Like, it's you. What, sorry, what's your friend's name you deal with? Gary Keegan, who's one of Broken Talkers, yeah? He's yeah, one of the you and Gary. And it's just like, what, a projector, basically, isn't it? And yeah. the message is got across. Jesus Christ. We were in a heap after that. Yeah. I wasn't the same for hours after that, Willa. I'm not joking. Yeah. And then you have to meet you after, and you're like, well, that's what you think it is. And you're like, fucking like, hell, Willa. Relax, relax. Let us be yeah. in fucking morning. Let us grieve. We're in the depths of a hell. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it does take a while to digest, doesn't it? Yeah. Really, though. And it's heavy. It's a, it's a heavy piece of theatre. Like. Great message in it, though. It is. It, it is a great message. It's a... It's one of them pieces that you just, well, I lay me soul bare. Like, I couldn't even let my ma come to see it. My ma would be really, really upset if she seen that. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just couldn't. Has she still not seen it? No, I couldn't let her go and see it. I couldn't. Why, will I? I just couldn't. She'd get really upset. My ma would be bleeding. My ma would kill you, man. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. It's just one of them. It's like a kind of self-autopsy. Like, I'm mounting myself up and I'm being vulnerable and I'm showing people. Want me past. I mean, my daughter came one night, my eldest daughter, Mia. Uh, big shout out to Mia and my youngest daughter, Ava. Um, and I didn't know she was there. And I think it was the best thing that she'd done. We're not telling you. very clever by not, not telling me that she was there. Like, Would that throw you yeah. off a little bit? Yeah, it would have. Because, look, my, my kids now, not all of me past, but I mean, my daughter, my eldest daughter is at that age now. She's an adult. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she's a, she's a mother and that. And um, I've, I've never hid kind of me past. I don't kind of, you know, brush over it and say, you know, if they ask me anything about me past, I'll on, I answer it as honestly and openly as I could. But I think when she's seen it and she's seen where I was in my life, she actually understood an awful lot more about me. And it was very, uh, it was, it, 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 it kind of brought us closer together and she sent me a lovely message. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. on, on me, I still have her on my phone. Really nice message the next day after it and that. And it's, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's heavy. Like, it's, it's been, but come here, it's been great. Like, when you think about, it's like used to you. It's mad how, how, how things start out. Like, you know, like, you're probably just playing, sitting down one day, having a bleeding cup of coffee and going, come on, wouldn't it be mad if we'd done a podcast? Like, you know? And then you like, you don't look at the big picture. You don't look at this. Do you know what I mean? You look at the two you sitting there and, you know, getting getting stuff set up and, you know, and then doing the first one and going, will we do the next one? And now you're like at episode 88. But this this play for me was just one of them things. And if it wasn't for my partner, Linda, I probably wouldn't have done the play. Because I got a message on Twitter. I'm still barred off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still barred. Just make a new um, account. Yeah, yeah, maybe I just should. But I am... I, um, I just got a, I got a, a random message out of a fella, our broken talkers, and says, look at what they're doing. We're going to be doing a play about prison, and we're just wondering, would you be interested in doing it with us? You know, and I, I obviously I answered the text, and I went and I went and seen this fella, but I didn't know what 
like when I look back now from that, it was like I took my suitcase down from the attic in my mind and I started packing my clothes in, in it to take a journey that I didn't know where I was going to go to. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it was real. And I went in and seen them and I thought when I went in that they'd have like a script written and I'd be able to go off. And it's mad how it happened because the lad that you had on from the Miami show band yeah. who you interviewed the other day. Stephen which Fowler, is, yeah. Yeah, which is relevant because the music teacher from Mount Joy Prison, so they had all people involved in this play. They had a professor of uh, criminology, uh, Dr. Catherine Cox. They had Warwick University. So they had the backing and they were asked to do this piece about mental health in the prison service. So they were in interviewing people that were doing life sentences in Mount Joy. And obviously if you're doing a life sentence, you're doing a life sentence for murder. So they were asking them what it was like. And as you're seeing through it, there's like extracts, all them extracts and pieces of stuff that I'm reading through the play are from actual lads that are doing life in Mount Joy. Um, but like when, when I went in to do this, I was thinking, you know, it's all going to be written out and it's all going to be done. But there was so much going on behind it. But coming back to the guy out of Miami show band, so they were looking for someone now to do the play. So it was meant to be originally a one-man piece, which was just me on my own doing this, doing this piece. So they spoke to the music teacher in, 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 in the training unit in Mount Joy. He was a guy called Jerry Hendricks. He was a really, really talented musician and a really nice man. And uh, me and him, I've, I've gone on. I'd love him to come and see it. I haven't got a contact number with him at the minute, but if anyone knows Jerry Hendricks, maybe they can throw the lads, the lads a text or whatever because uh, it's going to be on again. So they spoke to him and he says, look, if you had anyone that you could put forward to do this piece, who would, who would you recommend that it is? So we done, <laughs> we done the yoke for the Barrettstown gang in the music room in Mount, in Mount Joy. We done an album. And uh, I done a, a song called Bright Lights in the City. So we done a video on Temple Bar. So I'm standing there with a the guitar. I'm fucking brutal at playing yeah. there. But we were just mimicking it, and the song was written. And me mate, God rest him, that's in the, in the video with me, a fella called Paddy Scanlon, who's an amazing fella. He's only dead a couple of years. He was a really good mate of mine. Had a great story. Would have been great for the podcast. He was in the Foreign Legion. And he was in Rwanda and he had all these mad stories. But he suffered from post traumatic uh, stress uh, disorder. But anyway, he, he was in the video with me. So he says, look, I want to show you this video. So they showed him the video and he said, and one of the lads goes, oh, he's a, he's a comedian, isn't he? And he goes, yeah, he actually does a bit of stand-up and whatever. So then they tracked me down to, but Jerry's, Jerry's girl, Jerry's sister's brother was one of the guys that was, that was in the show band. Show band, band was yeah. yeah. So no. And the reason Jerry started playing the guitar was because of him. So his guitar was left and Jerry picked up his guitar from a young age and, and turned out an amazing musician. So look at, through the tra tragedy that happened with Jerry playing the guitar. And I suppose in some mad way, when you think about some, it, that guy that got murdered had something with me, something to do with me yeah. getting this part in the play. When you think about it. It's mad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that, that is the truth. So I went in and I met these two fellas and I tell you where they are, you know the new Stay City in the fruit markets? Yeah. yeah. So that was their offices, their old offices. So we met in there, they had a little heater in the corner, right? Uh, Gary had his dog with him and Phelan was there, right? Um, I was going like, what's the story? And they were saying, well, look, at this is what we're doing. He says, nothing is written yet. He says, would you be interested in doing it? And I says, yeah. I said, so the script wasn't written, 
I was meant to be doing it on my own. We had a voice distortion unit that I spoke to myself and then I kind of come back in a different distorted voice. But it wasn't working. So Phelan says to Gary, why don't you jump in and read for the part? So what happened then was that it turned out that Gary happened to be an ex-victim of crime in London. He was mugged in London a good few years ago, left in a really, really bad way. So then it turned out, and he says to me, how do you feel with Gary Reed? And I says, I feel really comfortable. I, says, it, 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 I said, it's not, you know, the Willie Weiss show. I says, look, if, if, if he's in it, it's great, because I'd really much rather someone to kind of bounce off. Yeah. Even though at the minute I'm thinking of doing a one-man play at the moment, I'm talking to a, a director at the minute. Uh, well, not at the minute, I'm meeting him in a couple of weeks' time. Another fella actually called Jason Bourne, believe <laughs> it or not, not the, not the comedian, yeah. a director. So he came into this piece, and then the whole dynamics of the play just changed. So they start writing it then about Gary's experience with getting mugged in London, and my experience with being an ex-prisoner you know, and my experience with using drugs and been in psychiatric hospitals and and they just fucking made this amazing piece of theatre. And I contributed, obviously, to some of the stories that was in it and gave my experience. You had Gary's experience. Then you'd kind of got the, the devil's advocate of you thinking, well, do people deserve to be in prison? Like, mm. you know, because we drive by Mount Joy and we drive by the women's prison and you drive by you know, Clover Hill and all these places. And you don't, for a moment, when you're going somewhere or whatever, think about these people and what's going on in behind them walls, like, you know? So we weren't doing a piece to, to go, oh, yeah, prisoners are right or, or victims are a thing. We just wanted to let you know what it's like from my behalf of being a prisoner and being in jail, of the whole thing about, look, it's not a fucking holiday camp. Do you know what I mean? You see people getting on the talk show, it's a holiday camp. It's not a holiday yeah. camp. You're taken away from your family. You're, you're, you're locked away at half seven at night. And, you know, and then Gary gives his story about being a victim of crime and what it's like for him. And then obviously I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. There's the fucking twist in it. Yeah. Where you kind of go, whoa, mm. hang on for a minute, like, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was great to do it. We went to Paris. We took it to Paris this year. We done a, we done a, a, a Leinster tour. Then we took it to Paris. We went to Paris for a week. I couldn't believe the amount of people that came out in Paris to watch it. I met a guy in the lift that was filming a yoke for Netflix called AKA. A fella called Kevin. I talked to anybody. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And he was in the lift. I went, all right, mate. And he started talking. I said, you're from London. He said, I am. He's like, what are you doing? He says, I'm over here with Netflix. I'm an actor. I says, I'm also an actor. <laughs> he says, why don't you come and see the play? So he came down and seen the play and the weather was beautiful for the week and me and Linda just had a great time and do you know what? It's it's not it's not like I do a bit of work for these fellas. Like we're, we're friends now. Look, I'm going up to Gary's in a couple of weeks for a curry, and me and Phelan, it'd be really good mates. And they're just, do you know what it is? It's like it's like failure is not falling down, right? It's staying down. And these lads went away over to England because they couldn't get the training that they were looking for here to be directors and to be writers of theatre. So they went over to Leicester, I think it was, or somewhere like that. And they learned the craft and then they put on shows that were shit, right? Nobody came to them. Two or three people came and they were feeling like thrown in the towel. And that's what I'm saying. Failure isn't falling down, it's staying down. These lads kept getting back up on their feet, kept going at it, kept going at it. And things just started to move for them. So 95% of the stuff that they do is all real. It's real stuff. Like Phelan done a play with his ma, him and his ma in it with a cardboard cut out of his dead brother. His brother died very young. 
and about his dad that passed away. Then he done another play which was meant to be real heavy called The Blue Boy and it was about the undertaker in Leatherfrack and about industrial schools. And they interviewed a man that was in our town while he was dying on his bed in the Matter Hospital. You can hear the machines behind him the whole lot. He was dead a couple of days later, like. So they do real left-wing kind of stuff, but real good fucking theatre. Mm. And at the moment, they're actually at the picking up uh, a, uh, an award over in Edinburgh. They're over there at the minute doing a, a, a play called Masterclass, which is about kind of feminism and about women in the theatre world that they don't get a fair crack of the whip than blokes do. And it's kind of a satire kind of comedy piece, but really, really good as well. Mm. So they're very, very, and they're with, a, with a woman called Adrian Truscott, who's from uh, New York. And they're just great people. So, and then I went to Norway. I was in Norway, met Sosso. Yeah. One of your former guests, we had a laugh. Yeah. He's, do you know what? He's just such a good bloke. And I'm going to meet him when he comes back in September. And he come all the way down to meet us. And as I said, look, I, I went over there and me, me bag never come over. Do you know what I mean? Um, I had to buy all bleeding new clothes over there in Norway and it's not cheap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I heard you took the airline to court, didn't you? <laughs> you lost the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, come here. You know, I, I, I had to do that because there was a lot of emotional baggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they asked me to come up and identify my case, do you know what I mean? And uh, I went in, they had a sheet over it and they were pulling the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, look, look, come here, listen, it's, I got the bag back five weeks later, so for, you know, all the... All the holiday clothes now, yeah, they put them the, away. I got into the airport in, in, in Dublin, and I was at the look, I tell you, I wrecked loads of people's heads over this bag, but I eventually got it back... And it's mad, they were looking for it for five weeks and I found it in about 30 seconds when they brought me in. I went, yeah, that's the bag. Mm. Brought it out and I'm outside like a bleeding spanner taking a selfie with my suitcase. <laughs> but everything everything was in it. Like, so it was it was great. Like, I had a good pair of runners in it. Yeah. Um, a pair of white trays that I've never seen before. So it was delighted. This watch was in it as well. Do you know what I mean? So there was loads of stuff. I was actually talking to a bloke today speaking of runners. Um I was saying when I used to be on drugs over in London, like when me bleeding runners used to be in bits, I used to go into the mosque up in Whitechapel. Now when they were all in praying, they'd leave all the runners. I was it. And hate them. Yeah. So I get a brand new pair of bleeding size eight. So we actually have that much time to go through them all, yeah. and look at them. So that's what I used to do. And, if you, and what I used to do was, so I'd stroke them, say, of a Tuesday, right, a pair of size eights. And the first thing a man's going to do is go back and buy a brand new pair, isn't he? So I'll come back a week later. <laughs> He'd be in there playing the bleeding Allah when he should be more worried about Willa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And most of them are big on Reebok classics and they were all the go at the time, you know? And still are. Fucking so, yeah, That's a god. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that because we were in Singapore, yeah, a few years ago and we went into like a mosque and you had to take your runners off at the door. And I had a brand new pair of runners who was only on the holiday, only bleeding three or four days into the holiday. And I remember thinking, like, imagine someone just come along and took your bleeding runners, would be gas, wouldn't they? That was me. And that was Willa. That was Willa, Whipped them. Good luck. Well, coming towards the end, Willa, there's one or two more questions here for you that are decent, yeah? If dogs didn't exist, what animal would you replace guide dogs with them? Instead of cats. Yeah, because we know it wouldn't be cats. Jesus, what could you what could you have used for a guide something to guide you around? Something clever enough, something loving enough. What would you say, Terrence? <laughs> On the spot dot com. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. What would you say? What do I feel like they train 
animals in the army to sniff out bombs, don't they? And it's not a dog. They they can train something else to detect Ferrets. Them. Ferrets, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but you couldn't have that guy around the city now, could Why you? Why wouldn't you? So we're all at the coming to a standstill there. Probably a Falabella pony. Not a little miniature yeah. ponies. A Shetland pony. Yeah. Shetland yeah. pony. Yeah. You yeah. can great have one of them yokes on it like that. And then if you're bleeding a few gargles on it, just go on it and I bleed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> your home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and then... I think that's all, is it? We're There's the one at the very bottom. At the very bottom? Yeah. The very, very last or the yeah. second last? No, the very last. Roller coasters are water sluts? Yeah. Great question. Great question. Probably the coasters are water slides, will I? Oh, me, I haven't really been on a lot of league and good roller coasters. Remember the first big roller coaster I was ever on in my life was in Blackpool Pleasure Beach. I, was, I knew you were going to say it that. It was the revolution it was called, Re. Isn't that the biggest in Europe or something like that, no, wasn't it? Now, what's that called? What's that place called? Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Have you never been there? There's a different name on it. I think the one you're on about was a different one. No, because I always remember growing up. Towers. No. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. No. That Birmingham one... or something. Yeah, just kind of outside. Yeah. There's the one in Blackpool, everyone used to say growing up, it's the biggest roller coaster in Europe. And I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, it wouldn't run the ground that, but What's it's a normal one. No, yeah. it's just, it just goes from a platform like that in a loop up and around up to the other side. I don't that know. was it, like. Uh, do you know, hey, talking about fun rides, here's a, here's a story. Can't <laughs> if this happened on Blackpool Pleasure Beach, right? I'm only thinking about this. So I am afraid, not afraid, but I get very, very sick if anything goes round in a circle <laughs> like that, or like that, right? Like, I throw up, I can't, like, I, I physically get yeah. sick. I just can't do that. Do you know that dizziness? Like, yeah. So <laughs> me and my mate, Tom, Andrew Thomas, I won't mind me mentioning his name. He's a really good mate of mine. We've been mates since we were kids, like since a very young age. And we're still mates. He's a, he's a great fella. So we got on this yoke in Blackpool Pleasure Beach. It's called the Haunted Swing. Did you ever hear about this? No. <laughs> oh, Something that. Right, eh? You hear what happens, right? So he goes into I goes, this can't be too bad. It's a swing. It's a haunted swing. So Tom I goes, we'll go into this, because anything that was going around like that, around like that, I was going. I'm not getting on it. I just knew straight away. But you couldn't see what this was like because you had to walk into a room to get on it. So he walks into the room, right? And it's a big, huge, like, bench that you could fit about 20 people on in length, right? And it's like a swing, right? But when you're in it, you're in a sitting room of a house. So when your man shuts the door, when you look around, it's like a sitting room with a couch and a bleeding wall unit, a chandelier, the whole lot, right? So I'm going, right? So next of all, Yoke was on, prepare for the haunted swing or whatever your man is saying, right? Yeah. About 15 years of age. And me and Thomas breaking our heart laughing. And the swing is packed full of all different nationalities, you know, from all across England, wherever. So I'm sitting like this next of all, the Yoke starts going like that. And I look at him and I'm laughing, right? <laughs> next of all, it starts going around, right? And I'm going, oh. <laughs> get off this right he goes what he says I'm getting off it there's only like a little bleeding there there's only like a bleeding yoke off a car and a seatbelt on you he goes don't don't so I pulled the bleeding yoke and jumped over it right but when I, when I jumped over it was the room that was going around there wasn't a chair so the chair was <laughs> <laughs> right? the chair didn't move at all right so when I jumped down I slid down the seat <laughs> the chandelier and the sofa and I'm screaming I mean me and the whole lot of them is in the chair <laughs> folding laughing I'm screaming 
Stop that fucking realm! Stop the realm! <laughs> Stop the realm! Stop, Stop. Stop the realm! Stop the realm! So the thing, like it was static. So put the illusion in your head. You Is that your moving? Yeah. No, no, I've got to get off. Oh, it was so bleeding funny. A man bleeding, stopped the thing and opened the door. And I'm climbing off a sofa. <laughs> <laughs> me, mate, me, mate, Tama is breaking his bollocks, lad. <laughs> no, but water slides. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to mention because I, I seen it last yeah, night what somebody said, right? Someone said, Do you still talk to Connor from the kitchen days? Ah, caught. We love Connor. Was at the live show. At the live show. What's the match from last night? Yeah, to see what he said, what Connor said was after. He's like, This is fucking mad. Because they said, I was, I was going around saying to people, like, what did you think of the live show? I went by, like, get everyone's review straight away. And I said, I says, what do you think of the live show? He goes, I just think it's fucking mad. And I said, where's he going with this? Well, Connor, he's, yeah. yeah. See him outside the spire to give him a few quid. <laughs> <laughs> but he says to me, it's fucking mad. We used to record in the poxy kitchen, acting that bollocks the whole lot. Now he's a selling out vicar seat. He said, it's fucking nuts. So Connor just be with us. Yeah, Connor yeah. just be at the live shows and we're still in contact. We love Connor. Big up to Connor. Connor Do you know what he said Connor. to me? He goes, uh, them 12 podcasts I don't use is at peak, he says. He's having been the same since. It's <laughs> <laughs> a valid point. And he was dead serious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, right. I think that's it. We have to go on the road, do we? Have to go I, I would have sat here. We could have Will Aron every week. Yeah. We could have you on every single week. That was another we, question, real quick. Do you know what? We keep going until we get fucked out. <laughs> Will, uh, do you ever think about setting up your own podcast? Uh, I have thought about it, but I don't think it'll, uh, I don't think it'll evolve. I'd love to. I'd love to. Why well, don't I, you? I, I, I don't. Because I'm my own more self critic. Mm. And I, 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 I do that thing. I, I, yeah, I know you are, yeah, but I'm, I'm like that. I'm like the what ifs. And, and come here, we all, oh, what if it doesn't? But what if it does? Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. It's, it's something maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, who knows? Right. Yeah. Any gigs coming up, Willa? Uh, Laughter Lounge, Friday, Saturday night. Every night? Every week? Or? No, just uh, 26, 27, is it? So what? next week, is it? No, this week? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this, this will be, be out on Thursday, Thursday anyway, so... Yeah, and else after that, you want to put, coming up down the line, you want to plug now? No, all good. All good. Right, yeah. we wrap yeah, this up then. Yeah, we have to push in the boundaries here, yeah. 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 We're going to have to wrap uh, it up. Thanks, uh, privilege to be here three times. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming in, Willard, three times. We talk about what obviously we did. Yeah. We could do a hundred days, Willard, we could do a hundred of them. Sorry to you, Thanks to all your listeners and all your viewers. They love you, they love you. The first hat-trick. Yeah. Probably the only hat-trick we'll ever do. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because there was enough. Like, there was enough. It should be enough. But should not with be. him. Never seen him go out, we'll have a coffee and just tell you the story. Phone there was a fella I was locked up with who went on to do this and he did this and he did that. And you're like, that can't be made up because that <laughs> has to be. That was so <coughs> thought of that it had, it had to happen to you. Yeah. No way you made that story up. Like, I can hear floors creaking, like, doors. Take us out there, Dino. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. What you waiting for? The hip knocker. Go down, go down, go down.